This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for January 25th, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 through 20. The message is by Father Ron Baird. I have to be honest with you, I really struggled with the lessons this week because they're kind of short. <laughs> I don't tell you a whole lot. And uh, so I looked at it and I thought, well, I preached last week already on the calling of Peter and Andrew. And so I went to the epistle thinking, well, maybe there would be something better there. And I saw, men, those of you who have wives, act as though you had none. And I thought, I don't think I want to go there either. <laughs> so I went back to the gospel lesson. Um, and, and focused in on that part where Jesus says, follow me. Um, follow me. It's an interesting story. Jesus is walking along the Sea of Galilee. Now, we know it's either very, very early in the morning, probably even before sunrise, which is kind of a strange time to be walking along the Sea of Galilee. But he, he's walking along where he sees uh, Peter and his brother Andrew, who run a fishing business in their boats, mending their nets. And so he says to them, Follow me and I'll make you fish for people. And it says, immediately they left their nets and followed him. That would do it for me, wouldn't it work for you? <laughs> Somebody stopped by your workplace tomorrow and said, follow me, I'll make you fish for people. You go, okay, bye boss. And you'd be out of there. And then it says he went a little further and he runs into James and John, who were the sons of Zebedee, and says, follow me. And immediately they left their father, Zebedee, and, and the hired help that was in there, and they followed him. And, and again, you know, if you look at you remember what John, the Gospel of John calls the James and John? Sons of thunder, yeah. What does that tell you about them? <laughs> Apparently they got a temper. And where do you think they got that from? <laughs> Probably from their father, I would imagine, um, which is interesting so that sort of tells you what their father probably thought of them getting out of the boat and saying, bye, Dad, <laughs> we're leaving. And even with Peter, you, know, you have to remember, Peter lives at home and his mother-in-law lives with him. Can you imagine going home that day and say, I'm quitting the fishing business and, I, and I'm, I'm going into uh, fishing for people. I wonder what his mother-in-law thought of that one. You know, they knew how to fish. You know, they would troll through the Sea of Galilee with their nets and, and collect fish along in it, pull it up, and then they would gut the fish and clean them and then sell them for the day. And every day they did that. They knew how to sell fish to make a living. Only now they're going to fish for people. How do you make a living fishing for people? You know, it must be really complicated. And even better for Peter, he gets to tell his wife and his mother-in-law, by the way, here's the guy who invited us to do this, and he's moving in with us. Um, because Jesus ends up moving into that house. So what does that mean that Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fish for people? And I, I thought a lot about that, particularly this morning when I came, got ready to come to church. I got out, went into my car thinking, follow me and I will make you fish for people. Follow me and I will make you fish for people. And I hit the start button, I have an electric start on my car and nothing happened. And I thought, follow me and I will make you fish for people. I pushed it again, nothing happened. So I pushed it. 20 times real fast. That didn't work either. At which point I said, I want to follow you, Lord, but the car won't start. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Follow me and I will make you fish for people. 
Rarely does God call us to go with him, to follow him in convenient ways. Do you think that two fishermen had any idea how to fish for people? Do you think they even knew what he was talking about? I mean, it wouldn't make much sense, would it? You know, they didn't have salesmen in those days. And so, what does it mean to fish for people? And yet, something about the call was dramatic to them. Something about the call was important. Perhaps it was his message. If you remember, it said he had been preaching this message of repent for the kingdom of God has come near. Now, that word repent doesn't mean quit being bad, which is often the way we interpret it. What it really means is a see things differently from a new perspective, from God's perspective. You know, turn around, literally, is what it means. But to see things differently, a new way of looking at things. For the kingdom of heaven is, sometimes it's translated, is at hand. Literally, the translation means the kingdom of heaven is so close to you that you can reach out and grab it. That's how close it is. All you have to do is reach out and grab it. And chances are that's what really appealed to Peter and, and, and Andrew and to James and John. You mean the kingdom of God is so close that if I get out of this boat now, I can get a hold of it and make it a part of my life. And they wanted to do that. They didn't have a clue how they were going to do it, but it was what they wanted to do. And so here they are, you know, following him, whatever that means. You know, God rarely calls people to follow him because of their great skills. He's not like us. You know, if you're going to hire somebody for a position at work, what would you do? Interview? When you list your requirements, you know, you have to know this and this and this and this and this and this. God never does that. He didn't care. You know, he didn't seem to be the least bit concerned. If you're, now, if you're going to hire somebody to go help, help you preach the gospel, what would you think requirements ought to be? Hmm? You got to know the scriptures? A good speaker? You think you ought to be an introvert or an extrovert? Probably be better to be an extrovert. Um, it'd be hard if you had all introverted people, wouldn't it? What else? Would you want somebody who is something of a scholar type person, like Paul maybe? And yet, the first people he picks are fishermen. They're illiterate. They don't know anything. They probably aren't even all that great at Scripture. You know, they're probably like those you know, kids who go to school and they kind of go because you got to go, but basically I just want to get out of here and go do something important like work on cars or you know, fix things. Um, but they're not book-type people at all. They don't like it at all, and yet here they are, they're going to fish for people. Why in the world does God call people like that? I mean, in a world that had great philosophers and poets and playwrights, he chooses to go pick a bunch of backward fishermen to be his disciples. It's such an odd choice. Well, part of it is that that's who God wants. Because unlike the world who selects the qualified, God doesn't select qualified people. He qualifies those people he selected. 